Here we go. Welcome to the new media show, where each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, UTC plus 4, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee take their over 30 combined years of leadership in the podcasting space to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the current podcasting news, forecasts, trends, and predictions. Now here are your hosts, Academy of Podcasting Hall of Famers, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee. Hey, Rob, uh, for those watching live, we got a new look. Yeah, I think we're going to try try a few things new here on the show. And so hopefully we'll be um, doing things a little bit different. Hopefully they're they're better, but who knows, right? It's yeah. very subjective. <laughs> you, you're still in the monitor back here, but people can't see you. Well, but and, you can flip back and forth because you're using a TriCaster. Right? Yeah, so yeah. We, but I can go this way and then they can see you double in the corner and on the monitor. So there's a little work that has to be there. Yeah. And and then I've got That's some little, right, then I've got some fancy stuff that we can do and I can I can fly in the the computer screen. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. But here's what we're doing. And again, welcome everybody to the show. Thanks for being here. We get Rob and I had a how should we say an executive meeting. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, we've uh, we're trying to see if we can enhance the show a little bit. Rob was kind of getting tired of being in the back forty in the monitor back there, <laughs> so I, I did a little TriCaster magic this morning, and we put a screen to screen together. There's still a few tweaks I need to make. I can see that I need to try to get rid of those buttons on the bottom. If we get that done, that'll help improve things. But uh, yeah. yeah, you've even got a border around you, Rob. There's a there's a border. I, know, I saw that. It's pretty <laughs> fancy looking. <laughs> so uh, you know, it doesn't prove the content any, but maybe we look a little better. Well, I think it's uh it's interesting because we're seeing what's happening in the podcasting medium. People are using Riverside and and StreamYard and things and and I think we've been doing it this way with the monitor behind us for, for a long time. And everybody else in the podcasting space is doing the side-by-side thing. And just thought we'd play around with that. The side, the, the monitor thing is not like it's going away or anything. It's just, we're just kind of pushing it to the back and ho- hopefully both of us are more visible in, in the video and we're doing things a little bit more like how creators are doing stuff on, on YouTube these days. So that's kind of, you know, and that's part of what I wanted to talk about today too. And, and I know Todd, you and I have talked about video podcasting off and on for, for years, um, because we are one. Um, so, but it seems like it's getting heightened attention right now. I know that there was an article in, uh, pod news that was talking about, how there seems to be a growth in the number of uh, video podcasts. And so we should be clear, what is the difference between a video podcast and a video on YouTube? I don't thought if you Well, but that. the listeners and yeah. viewers don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But as, since this show is targeted towards podcasters, typically, um, podcasters do care and they they need to un- understand what the difference might be and how it might impact how they publish their program. Right. Yeah, it's a, um, and you know, and you and I were looking at some websites yesterday and looking at, and what everyone does is it's just like these, and you know, and again, we're not graphics people. That's not yeah. Rob and I. So if you are and you want to help us, 
right. uh, and help become a producer of the show. Volunteer, that is. We don't have any budget. Because just so you know, Rob and I don't get paid for this. <laughs> um, we don't... Uh, we basically get to use our company's time to produce it, but that's the, right. that's it. And uh, but otherwise, uh, if you want to help us out, let us know because we don't get any external help from either Blueberry or Libsyn in uh, in any of this production, uh, except for Blueberry pays for the hosting of the video and audio files. But you know, it could be on Libsyn which just is, the same. Yeah, which is significant. There's nothing insignificant about that. That's right. important. <laughs> so I think the key here is if. We're looking for ideas, and if you want to help us up the game, uh, drop us an email, and uh, we'd love to have your assistance. Again, looking for graphic creative support, that type of stuff, maybe an intro video. It, it really runs the gambit. But, you know, I was, uh, was going to actually show something, and I'll get it ready here in a, in a little bit. But, the um, you know, if you look at classic YouTube cover art uh, most shows have someone that will actually let's see if I can get some of this up and I'm just going to search very simply any of you can do this I'm just searching for the word podcast just the single word on on uh, on YouTube and let's see here if I can see if I can do this without screwing this up so let me click on this see I ha it, not all the controls are at my desk now so yeah, your, your aspect ratio is a little bit off too. Yeah, so that's, you know. that's weird. I don't know why. Well, you know, I might be able to fix that. So I'll come back and I'll play anyway, with that. That's fine. Yeah. But the, um, if you look at some of these covers, it's just got, you know, if people have put some time into doing a little bit of art, you know, and cover art. And it's definitely the things that a lot of podcasts do and, you know, I don't know if it drives engagement or not, but I, it, you know, obviously it helps. Some of these shows have six, seven hundred thousand views, so it's some of that, some of that type of activity. So, and I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens here. Now, let me see if I can. Yeah, the common thread in a lot of that 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 YouTube that, that that I see is trying to visually communicate some level of emotion or shock or or drama of some sort, um, which is always, always interesting. I mean, you look at some of the programs in there talking about what's happening in the markets or politics or whatever. And there's always a, you know, like this shocked look on their face or something like that, or, or they have like a, like a, a profile shot of, of a guest or something like that, or a topic or something like that, that's creatively put into the artwork to, create a little bit of an attraction, right? It's, it's not unlike what you and I have talked about over the years around creating good podcast cover art, right? Right. Uh, it's gotta be enticing. It's gotta be something that's, uh, jumps out at you and makes you want to click the button. So, and that's kind of what's going on here. And I mean, to a lot of podcasters, this is what we're talking about here is nothing new. They've been thinking about this a lot, but I think if we maybe refocus a little bit more on YouTube and the podcasting space and, and video just in general, I think these concepts can be a little bit uniquely applied to, to the video side. And also I'm, I'm going to be working on my background and my experience behind us too, just to amplify this. If I can sound buffer this room, maybe I can use my shotgun mic and get rid of 
uh, this. Good, good good luck with that. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm. I'm. That's horrible. Right <laughs> it's horrible. No, I know. But... That's. I mean, that's like horrible. Put your mic up in front of your face again. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. But the reason it's horrible is because I, it's so echoey in this office because I don't have a sound buffered yet. Yeah. So. But uh, so you know, if, if I can, you know. I have the so what I've done now too is Rob gets to see what I see now or what you see. It used to be I sent him a single shot, so now I can send you know the straight YouTube stuff back. But some of the stuff is not available um, because for me to be able to click directly in front of me, and here's the reason, Rob: the bigger control surface cost about six thousand dollars more. Has the rest wow. of the buttons. So some of this extended stuff, I have to turn the side and, and click with the mouse to, uh, to get it up. But irregardless, I think that um, what we really want to do here is see what we can do to, to up the game just a little bit. And many of you are going to say, well, Todd, it doesn't matter for the majority of us because we're, we're listening. But that's not really the, the goal here. The goal is to if nothing else, try to see what we can do to prove whether or not this YouTube thing is real or not. Now, we have talked about putting this show on its own YouTube channel, but the challenge that I'm going to run into, at least for the very beginning, is that we've run this off my primary YouTube channel for years, mm -hmm. and that's where the followers are at. Um, and you have to have a thousand followers to be able to live stream on YouTube. So potentially we will have to, if we do start another channel, we'll have to do transition, transition right? and spend some time and however long it takes to get a thousand of you to follow or subscribe over there, um, and transition the show over there. But, um, for now, at least for the foreseeable future, it'll be, for those of you that watch most of you don't, you know, you, you just. Some of you come to the YouTube channel on Geek News and and grab it, and other folks are just watching on Facebook. That's where the majority of folks usually are. So, mm -hmm. um, and you know, Facebook is making it more difficult. You know, I've uh, we've got a group uh, at Blueberry that every every seems like every time I try to start the stream over there, there's something has changed, and it's definitely easier to stream to a regular straight page. Than it is to your profile than it is to stream to a group because it makes you go through a bunch of more hurdles and uh, it seems like their settings aren't sticking and it always becomes a problem. But uh, you know it is what it is and we're we're, we're going to try to do what we can do here. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fascinating that um, James put up this this link to the podcast the index, the podcast index folks, and it listed 39,194 video podcasts that are in the podcast um, medium active today. Are they active? Um, well, it said in November of last year, oh. that that was the number of video podcasts that were in the podcasting space back in November. Um, but June of this year, this month, uh, it, it looks like the number has grown by almost a quarter to over almost 51,000 video podcasts. And that's using an enclosure in an RSS feed. Uh, I guess it's, uh, using either, a 
MOV file or an MP4 or a M4V file. So, so I would think the most common would be the MP4 file. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I think that it actually kind of surprises me that that number's that big. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought there'd have been that many. So it's curious to figure out where they're coming from. That's where well, I'd like it, to see the breakdown. Yeah. And are they active? Uh, right. Or are they archive shows, which is, or are they, right. are they MP4s that have been published purely with audio and not video? Because they've seen that happen too. Some people that are new to the space, they just export audio as an MP4 right? And or M4V, and they don't know that they should be doing MP3. So right. I've seen some of that as well. Yeah. And then you, you combine that with what Spotify is doing with the supposedly video podcasts where you upload directly to them. And that's not included in this number. And this is this is an area where we we definitely see a kind of a, a split in the medium, right? Um, but people are using that same term, video podcast, to describe episodes that are published to YouTube directly, episodes that are published directly to Spotify, and then ones that are put in an RSS feed. So they're kind of synonymous with it's a video podcast, right? Is that accurate? Like you said, Todd. Audience doesn't care, right? Right. So anyway, if you want to help us on this journey, and you know, another thing too is, you know, we have really never ever spent any time doing extensive this show has limited show notes on each episode. We just, you know, there's a paragraph. Um, but to be successful on YouTube, you have to have a template. And so if anyone wants to help us create a template, um, you know, I can probably hack it together in in a couple hours something that can be used, but someone wants to help us with that, that we'd love to. Yeah. I could, yeah. I threw together one and well, and, a video and, template. Yeah, I'm talking about a show note template. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm talking about the, the thumbnail that that's used on, oh, okay. on YouTube. But yeah, I mean, as far as a template for show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I was going to see if I, oh, I found what you sent me. So, yeah. Okay. So I see what you sent. This this is good, and I you know I, mean, I think it's it's a, good, it's good a start. start, right? Yeah. But if you are, and let me show you what Rob put together here. Let me download this and then put it full screen so we can actually see it correctly. Let's see if I can do this. And I got to make sure. I think that's under preview. So let me do. See, this is the challenge here. We don't have a producer. We we are the producer. <laughs> And let me bring this other one up. You know, most podcasters are their own producers. Yeah. So this is what Rob came up with for a, and this is what we'll put on Facebook afterwards um, from, uh, from today's show. So that this is the type of thing we're looking for is some sort of overlay that can be easily updated from episode to episode and then be able to be put on YouTube as part of our, our ongoing cover art because what I've been doing up to this point, Rob is literally five minutes before the show as I smile into the camera and do a screen cap. And I use that as our preview for the show. And then I don't go in later and, you know, update the, right. the, the video link. And I know many of you that are, are, um, just straight audio podcasters. You're like, guys, we, we don't care. 
but I think, I think it's good. You know, if you, if you guys understand this, we're really at this point trying, AKA trying to see what, and as much to Rob's, you know, Rob's initiative here, because I was quite fat, dumb and happy just to continue as we were. So Rob's initiative to see if we could up our game a little bit. So, Well, I think we have a pattern of doing that, right? At different inflection points in the medium, we've we've adjusted a little bit. It's like when we change our name and all that stuff. Um, so the question is, are yeah. we due for another name change? Yeah. I mean, I think everything is on the table right now. Yeah. Um, I think we built that name pretty, pretty significantly in the podcasting space. Um, changing it, I'm, I'm not sure it drives a lot of value. I, I think maybe updating the the album art right. uh, with some color and some pizzazz might be might be good but it's mm-hmm. it's great the way it is i mean it it communicates kind of what we do it's got a microphone and you know screens and things like that so so <coughs> excuse me if you have any ideas for new album art we will pay for that <laughs> um you know but uh if you have some ideas uh let us know and if you have someone that's like very, very brand brilliant. And if, or if you're listening to the show and you think we need new album art, uh, uh, we will be willing to, to pay for, you know, I think the thing, something that we use on a regular basis, we're not afraid to contributing to, uh, for its creation, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't want someone that is a, um, that works for a living in the creative space. It's to work for free. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, just to let you know, we don't, we, this is coming out of Todd and Rob's pockets. It's not coming out of blueberry, blueberry or Libsyn's pockets. So, right. Well, sure. yesterday, yesterday was a big, big day. They had the, uh, the creator study. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was terrific. It, it was definitely a change, you know, seeing Tom Webster, um, doing something for sounds profitable versus primarily doing it for Edison, but Edison was there. So maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't as different as we thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Cause they used, uh, my understanding is, is they used individuals from Edison's research, people that they talked to on a monthly or biweekly basis or something like that. They used that grouping to get this data. And I'm sure we'll have Tom on at some point potentially to talk about this in greater detail. And uh, of course, the folks that made this possible were Ad Results, PRX, Pod News, Simplecast, Market Ingenuity, Podbean, Spreaker, Red Circle, and Podcast Movement paid for this. So uh, definitely want to thank them for their uh, support of th- those folks in making this happen. But the sample size consisted of 617 weekly podcast listeners 18 plus who currently produce or have ever produced a podcast. The data was collected from uh, quarter one to quarter quarter two, 2021 to quarter one, 2022. The data was collected over a longer time frame. Data was data is sampled from weekly podcast listeners and not less frequent or lapsed listeners and should not be used for market sizing. So the thing, the first slide was a side that just made me blew me away. 
And let's let's look at this first slide. Mm-hmm. This is a slide that we've been talking about all day at Blueberry. This is the one that's burning up my internal Slack channels because when I drop this presentation into our team's uh, team chat channel, we were all like, we're higher than that. Everyone. And, but here's the thing. I don't, we don't collect male, female data on when they sign, when someone signs up, we don't collect gender. We don't ask, are you non-binary? We don't ask if you're a woman, a male, all we really have to go off is show name and in an assumption or by the name of the guest. But, but with the U S population broken down in 4951, this survey found out that 69% of podcast creators are men, 29% women, 2% non-binary. And to me, this is the most shocking slide almost of this entire presentation because I really thought we were farther along than this. Well, there's no way, and maybe it was accounted for, but I think that there are um, many podcasts that are produced by men and women in combination. So I guess they're talking to individuals. So I guess they consider themselves to be podcast creators when they answered this question. So it's not basically just a formulation based on shows. It's a formulation based on individuals. Um, so, I mean, in some ways I can see this being, being the case. I think, uh, women have c- come a long ways, um, in this medium. Cause I would say probably 10, 15 years ago, it was probably like, oh, well, right? yeah, 10 years, right. 10, 15 years ago. But right. the way, we, you know, the internal discussion we've had, and again, this is, this is the first time this has ever been done on a on a big scale, you know, we're pretty confident that we're running close 50, 50. And matter of fact, we think women are leading and women of color are leading, at least on our platform are leading content creation. And, and again, that's only, and it's non-scientific. It's just us looking at number of support responses, number, number of show names, that type of stuff, that kind of the internal polling um, but it tells me we got a long way to go across the rest of the spectrum. Right. To equal just the U S population. Right, right. 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 Now, granted, keep in mind too, it said, um, that the sample here was, was who currently produce or have ever produced a podcast, I guess. I don't know how that is applied to this i'm sure over time they're going to get that narrowed down a little bit maybe over a shorter period too they mentioned that in their comments right so you could have an accumulation of a lot of males right right? yeah um and i do think that women coming into the podcasting space has been a phenomenon that's primarily mostly been happening probably over the last i don't know four years probably well at least four or five five. years how long's podcast movement been going uh, what, since 2014, right? So I would say over the last eight years then. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been building and growing. Um, so, you know, if this is what the ground truth is, then you're exactly right, Todd. We do have a lot of, yeah, we got a lot, lot of, a lot, lot of work to do grow on this. Yeah. Right? Yep. So moving on here, the age thing is another thing that kind of 
set me back in my seat. And it, what it well, what it really tells me, if you look at this, and I'm just going to ignore the U.S. population. Those of you who are watching, you can download this from Sounds Profitable. You can go down and, and grab this yourself and look at the, the slides. But if you look at 18 to 24, 25%, 25 to 34, 33%, 35 to 44, 28%, 45 to 54, 24%, 12%. And age 55 plus 2%. Well, you and I are in that 55 plus group. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that 55 plus group, we were all 40 when podcasting started. Uh, Matter of fact, I had just turned 40. And uh, so I've aged into, you know, over 18 years into this older group of creators. Now, what it tells me is two things. One, those that started podcasting in 2004, 2005 as 40 year olds are definitely not podcasting anymore. Right. They're, they're, kind of aged, they're gone. Aged out of the medium, right? right. But yeah. the 45 to 54 age group, which would have caught those that would have been, you know, 35 or so or 30 at the time mm-hmm. podcast. So, you know, but this big, I guess it shouldn't come as a surprise of this age group of 25 to 34 being 33%, but I was pretty shocked on the 18 to 24 range being 25%. Um, that that kind of surprised me it was that high. Well, it's really over-indexing versus the U.S. population. Yeah, because... Yeah, I think that's... The, it's that younger demographic that's way over-indexing. Yeah. Um. Which is really fascinating. I mean, and it's interesting because I, I have a, I've done we've done our own internal study. We know the age of our content creators, and um, you know that eighteen to twenty two group is, you know, we're we're lacking in that age group. Twenty four, twenty two plus, we're doing okay, but eighteen to twenty two, and and also I just wonder. You know, someday we're going to have to ask where these these groups are by age group, where they're doing their shows. Well, I think we know, Todd. Yeah, uh, I think we do. I, I think Anchor and a lot of the newer platforms um, have been have been absorbing most of the younger podcasters uh, for a, a few years now. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily surprised by this breakdown to some degree. Yep. Um, but it, there's a telltale thing later that makes me, we're going to get to it here in a minute. That makes me go, that makes me do a big, Hmm. And is another one that set me back in my seat, but let's, let's move forward here. Yep. Let's talk about, uh, the breakdown of the, I guess the better word of it, the, the ethnic breakdown of yeah, podcast. This creators. is the one that really jumped out at me, um, as being really significant. The thing that blew me away was the Hispanic Latino population at 24%. Over, way over, way over the indexing from the way over population. You know, so you've got those identify as Caucasian, 51, African American, 14%, Hispanic Latino, 24, Asian, 5, other or refuse, 6%. But this Hispanic Latino segment, that, that, I mean, that really blew me away because 
I, if, if this is right, then 25% of the shows that are active today should be Spanish. Or maybe they're not producing in Spanish. Maybe they just, I, again, this is, this is just, well, uh, not, I mean, I well, mean, they're just, of them are doing it. Um, they're you, Spanish creators, but they may not right. be doing their podcast. That's right. So it's just ethnic background. So the question really asked then, it should be asked, what we need to know is how many of those Hispanic Latinos are doing their shows in English and how many of them are doing it in Spanish? What's that breakup? You know, of that 24%, then where's the split? So that's something else I'd love to see in a future, in a future well, Todd, study. Todd, you know what this, this also points out is that we do have quite a bit of ethnic diversity. Yeah. In the podcasting space, yeah. Right? More than 50%. Right. 49%, excuse me. Right. I mean, it's, it's so significant that it's pushed the, the white number back. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I I keep percentage of the total pie. And I, and I keep saying that, um, that we have really, I, 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 this, believe it or not, this, the only thing that surprised me about this slide was the Hispanic Latino percentage. The the rest of it did not surprise me. Right. Well, because it's pretty proportional to the U.S. population. That's the thing. Right. I mean, all all the other groups here are all proportional. Which well, is the you, you, uh, exactly uh, what you would expect. Right? Yeah, sixty three to fifty one on Caucasian. Right. Thirteen to fourteen percent on African American. Fourteen percent to twenty four percent on Hispanic Latino. Asian five to five, and other five to six. So really, the group that is really outperforming is the Hispanic Latino community. Right. So the rest of them are pretty consistent, pretty consistent. Yeah. Population. So to me, this is a, this is, this is a good news slide. Yeah. This This is is a really, this is big time win. Yeah. When, when you combine that with women and you can see where we still have room to, to grow. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. Education. This one is a surpriser to me. Um, so the U S population has 42% to have high score or less podcasting community, only 12% U S population, 29%, some college podcast creators, 20. And this is where the big change happens Four year college degree, 19 to 28. And then some graduate credits or advanced degree at 7% to 40%. Yeah, this is that's this was shocking. I have to say. Yeah, right. I was. I, I I look at I've looked at this a couple of times and get to thinking about it a little bit. But some of the follow-on slides back some of this data up, and um, but but there is a difference here. Some graduate credit seven percent on U.S. and advanced degree. 40. So does that, you know, are, does that mean on the podcast creator side that those folks have master's degrees or PhDs or do they have some, cause I have some master's degree credits, but I don't have a master's degree. So, right. so that's, well, the, and, yeah. And these charts are slightly different from each other too. I mean that, that some graduate credits is not in the podcast. No, it's not. Right. 
you kind of have to lump the advanced degrees with the sum gr- graduate mm-hmm. credits into the, into the advanced degree it's still category. Hu- it's right? still huge. It's, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's a 30% difference, even, even well, combining those two together. But you look at the U.S. population, they do have advanced degree as 3%, and it yeah. says 40%. So it's like, it's like, holy crap. Right. You know, so that... That really big time surprise. Employment. Well, Oops, you want me back let, up? Yeah, let, let's not move on from that so quick. But um, I'm just wondering what this means towards the the industry. I mean, is it is this a sign of strength or is it a sign of weakness in the industry? That's the question. Is it that we're leaning too heavy towards the highly, the extremely highly educated? Um, you know, well, I think that's more than making this as a medium that's available to really to all. I think that one of these unemployment slides is going to show you here. And if there's a couple of slides that back up that we are heavily, heavily there, the content creators in the podcast space, according to this study are heavily educated. Yeah. And it, and, and costs isn't, necessarily a huge impediment here. I mean, I think if you think about all the free hosting platforms and you think about the low cost of, of microphones that's out there today, um, I don't think that it's in people, everybody has a cell phone um, now. I just don't know that there's a huge obstacle from a financial perspective of getting into podcasting. I think it gets back to orientation towards being a content creator, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. So it is a, it worries me a little bit that the high school or less is only at 12%. Right. Um, a couple of my kids fall into the some college associate's degrees, not actually holding a four-year degree. So my kids are creators too. So they yeah. fall into that 20% group. Mm-hmm. Um but it's, it is a, it makes you go, hmm. And I think some of the other slides that we're going to show here reinforce that maybe we need to also be, so, so, okay. So I do not consider, and I do not consider those that have high school only. They could have a trade. They could be carpenter plumbers they could be highly skilled workforce it's not necessarily those that have high school diplomas are not they don't all have they there's a huge huge segment of middle america here that is Mm -hmm. that work in trades that work construction that work and, and they make as much money right now there is a segment, don't we? We know, understand that there's a segment of folks that have high school diplomas that are working in service businesses. But again, I think there's a mix there, and there's a lot of people yeah. that are very successful that only have high school. But still, why? Or will they? Were they less inclined to say in a survey, "I've only got a high school." diploma 
is can they be influenced by being embarrassed to say, I only have a high school diploma? Right. Could that have driven this number? I'm just right. trying to think about someone calls me and if, let's say I, you know, I have a bachelor's degree, but for many, many years, I, you know, I was uh, working in the Navy with nothing but a high school diploma. Mm -hmm. So if someone had come to me and I had started some college, two, three courses, nothing big in the early days. So I mm -hmm. could have said some college. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the some college number for the U.S. population, it's 29%. So there is some similarities here. So again, I'm not saying people are fudging on this. It's possible. Possible. I think, I think you're right, Todd. I think it is possible. But how how many people will fudge? Is it enough to fudge these numbers? <laughs> well, it wasn't enough uh, of people going from saying that they, you know, if they were just high school graduates to say they had some. College. Right, right. It's not a big jump. It didn't really cross. Match, no. Right? So there's but, such a huge percentage. But the advanced degree. Yeah, but the advanced degree is at 40%. That is, that is like so far I'm out. On that, that, one. that one's just blows me away. Yeah. Rob, Rob, do you have a master's degree? No. Yeah, see, I only have I, I have a bachelor's degree. So you know, I never even considered getting a master's. I, I, I had you know, I had GI Bill I could have used when I get masters and I, I mm -hmm. decided I didn't need it. I use I'm using it for other things, you know. Yeah. Airplane uh, you know, lessons. That you know, airplane sure. flight lessons, those kinds of things. But I'm later in life. I you know, I'm at the age now if I was thirty, you know, I'd probably go back and get a master's degree. Because in all honesty, a master's degree today is about the equivalent of a bachelor's degree. You almost have to have a master's degree now. So I don't know. It's, 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 it is a, hmm, what do you, what does the audience think? You know, that's, well, that's, I think more and more on the younger generation side, I, I thought that there was fewer uh, people desiring to get higher education. Well, and when we go into some future slides here, some of that data contradicts. Well, yeah, because I mean, what do we keep hearing in colleges? It's mostly women these days. Right? I don't know that data at all. I have no ground truth on any of that. Yeah. I've heard that, that there's more women graduating from college now than there are men. So, so I don't know how that translates into these numbers. But. I don't know either. So let's keep this in mind as we move into the next section and look at employment. Right. So, okay. So we see we, we've got 40, 28. So we got 68% with degrees, 20% with some college. So we're up to 88%. Well, if you look at the employment number, employed full-time in this chart is 73%. Well, Employed part-time is seven. So, so that takes you to 80%. Right. Yeah. And temporarily unemployed, that takes you to 87. So right there, you, you almost match some college. Those, those numbers line up just like the slick, you know, right. 73, 70, 87, 73, 80, 87. Well, they're talking to the same people. Same so, people. Right. Right. So it makes sense. And they got homemaker, retired student, other. So that, to me, that 
aligns with the last chart we just looked at. Mm-hmm. So the country's pretty employed right now. Now, the what I would love to see, Tom. Well, well, and keep you, in mind, when this study was done, it was done probably during the peak employment period too, right? Uh, you have to go back and look at the dates. But here's yeah. one thing I'd like to see, Tom, on this next one is talk to us about how many of these people are salary and how many of these people are hourly. That okay. will help us see because it leads really into this, this next slide that talks about income. And when I saw this, I was, I, I sat back in my chair and I was like, wow. Well, if you think about the big chunk of master's graduates, right? That was in that other slide. You right. would expect to see the income. And this is a uh, household leaning pretty high. Yeah. And this is household income. So this is combined income. If you're married or have a partner, they didn't ask your income. He's, they said specifically, this is household income numbers. Right. Um, and so you could have two, two income households. Right. So we got 25,000 to 49.9 at 13% under 25,000 at 12%. So that's 25%. Now let's think about that for a second. 25%. And let's go back up to the education slide. And we have high school and college, 32%. Some college and high school. So that, that kind of lines up. And what Just you, the 150 or more plus the 100 to 149 puts you at like 30, was it 38%? Well, if we look at, so if, if we just can, if, if you, let's just be realistic. Let's say that you don't have a degree. Right. You, and you're not working trades, you probably are making 35 to 55. I don't know what the Nash, I, I'm just assuming. Again, and just kind of guessing, you know, here in my community, the average income is $35,000. I live in rural America. So I think it depends on where these people live, live, right? Live. It isn't actually specified. In here. No. So, right. but if you break it down under 25,000, 12%, 25 to 49, nine, 13%, 50 to 74, nine, 20%, 75,000 to 99, nine, 17%. 100,000 to 149, 25%, 150K or more, 13%. So when you look at this income level, that to me, yeah, uh, 38, 45% of you (laughs) that are creating content out here. No wonder we're not hearing anybody complaining anymore about the cost of hosting. And this is why so many people are hiring producers and because right. these folks have this, some serious disposable income. That got cut pretty dramatically over the last couple of months, though, with inflation. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, but still, even that 75K and above right. is 17%. This, this slide... And there's a lot of wowers in here. Let's just be frank. Yeah. Now, if you think about two people living in a household, 
sixty, seventy thousand dollar incomes, you're up there at that one fifty mark. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it's if it's if it's a couple, and they're yeah. both working, it's not a stretch to get to one hundred fifty plus. Very very hard. Right. Um, but I would expected that hundred to hundred forty nine number to be bigger than it is. The one fifty well, plus be. be- Two household, two working households. Right, right. Two working households. Right. But I'm, I'm like, wow. You know, really, I'm, I'm like, wow. Now they didn't ask a demographic question of um, who's single and who's married or anything like that. I don't think I saw. And there wasn't, there wasn't that. All right. So there isn't that breakdown. Right, but there's very rare that I talk to a content creator this these days that doesn't have a partner. Mm-hmm. Talk to some single folks, but a lot of people have partners. So, but this 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 income number is to me is I'm it's 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 eye watering. It's amazing. Well, I'm not. I'm not necessarily tremendously surprised given the the, the education that level we saw about the education level. So it tracks. Yeah. With all these uh advanced degrees, master degree plus with that huge number. So you would assume most folks that are working with a master's degree, again, here where I live, a master's degree is not going to make you a hundred thousand. Um but if you're living in New York mm-hmm. or California you're well, going to be now. Yeah, you're going to be 100 plus easy right. in those big metropolitan areas. Right. So, you have to be or you can't live. Yeah. That's well, unless a, you've owned your your home in those areas for a long time, right. the prices were lower. <laughs> right. But but the age the age breakdown Well, let's go in this next part. Talks about employment. Right. And this again follows along with people that have probably more opportunities to work from home. 46% mostly work from home. 37% mostly work outside the home. 17%. That's a pretty high percentage. Of course, that was, yeah, I guess that was right during the middle of the pandemic. So, so but 37% that mostly works outside of the home. Yeah, I thought it, this survey was done during the pandemic stuff when people weren't. Well, we can go back. Much. We can go back to the right. beginning and look at that data. But, um, so it does again. Yeah. This big segment, forty-six oh, percent, okay. saying mostly work from home, and then those that work from home and outside home equally. Then you know you're up to fifty-six, sixty-three percent, and that makes sense. 60, 65% of the population today is mostly working from home and the other 35% still has to go to the office or they're a fireman or a nurse or, you, mm-hmm. you know, they have to, you know. So, yeah. so it's, I guess I'm not surprised by this. Um, But this one, this one is, this one's a boom. Creators actively drive workplace Purchases eighty percent. Percent of participating in purchase decisions is part of their job. Eighty percent yes, twenty percent no. And then the next one: Does the financial responsibility for making workplace 
purchase decisions lie with you 86%. So what are we saying here? I think what we're saying here is we have high-end, we have managers, we have business owners, we have C-suite folks. I mean, that's a big number. 86% of these people that respond to this has makes the workplace workplace purchase decision and it lies with them 86%. That yeah. that is a, a that is a effing incredible number. <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly sure I know how how that maps to being a podcaster though, but well, um, it shows really if you think about the level right. because the level you're at in a business because who makes, I make workplace purchase decisions. Right. One, and I really only have two team, one other team member that makes three. There's three of us that make workplace purchases. I have final authority and I have two people. One that has almost equal authority and, and, a, and a third that has some autonomy to order certain things. So if you think about three, out of the 20 or so that are blueberry. And then you look at this number and 86% of the folks have purchase decisioning power. They, that lies with them. I, I think this is, this, this is a remarkable number. Yeah. Maybe it shows that we've got a lot of business shows. I just think it shows that we have a lot of, um, highly educated professionals yes, that, are, that, that are creating are, content that are creating content and that also have financial responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the next slide. <laughs> wow. This, this one doesn't surprise me. 57% Democrat, 17% Republican, 18% independent and Eight percent other, and I would imagine that about eighteen percent, a huge percentage of those that were independent, probably didn't want to say they were Republicans. That's so. that's exactly what I was going to comment: is which side of the Democratic yeah. aisle do you think right. the independents lean towards? Yeah. And my thought would be that they're probably leaning a little bit more to the Republican side. Given yeah, what's happening in the world right now? But it is curious yeah. that fifty-seven percent. Self-identify as Democrats, and only seventeen percent were willing to self-identify as Dem- as Republicans. Well, and keep in mind when this survey was done, it was done um, from first quarter twenty twenty one to first quarter twenty twenty two. So that was in the heat, or in the well, in the middle of kind of the coming out of the pandemic and the crackdowns. Right. So, but yeah. it's I'm not surprised based upon this, this one didn't actually, I thought it was going to lean a more heavy Democrat. I thought the number would have been bigger. Really? Yeah. I would have thought so. Be honest, be kind of frank with you, just based on the content I see. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would have not been surprised if this would have been 60, 65% on from a Democrat side. So So. the, the 8% other, uh, is probably, they didn't want to say. (laughs) <laughs> right. Probably. So, you know, and I think in the, in the times we live, I bet you 
Now let's do let's do the math here. Eight plus eighteen. Uh, that's uh, twenty six. Oh yeah, t- t- twenty six. Twenty six. Right. And then plus seventeen, thirty six, forty three, forty three, fifty seven. Let's just count all Indies and others as Republicans. <laughs> and if, so forty three. Let's take ten points off and throw it on the Democrat side. So we'll say sixty seven, thirty three gets pretty close to kind of where I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think that's that's fairly close. I don't know what's the breakdown nationally between Democrats. And well, I think it's about fifty fifty. Well, Tom said it wasn't. Tom said it was those that it was those that identify currently as Republicans is probably a lot less. Uh, I I don't I think it was in the thirty percent. Yeah, thirty percent range. range. Yeah, right. and then the other part of that is the independent side, right. and the rest of it's the Democrats. Yeah. Right. So interesting from that standpoint. Um, this one I, uh, is not a surprise. Creators pass on their love uh, podcast to their children. Yes, sixty six percent. No, thirty percent. I that I have uh, five children. Three of them listen to podcasts. Two of them don't. So it's about the split. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> At least in my family. Yeah. Does your daughter listen to daughter and son listen to podcasts? Uh, I think my daughter does, but I'm not sure that my son does. So probably 50, 50 on your side. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. But this one should not come as any shock whatsoever. Creators, exceptional active user, social media, 94% YouTube, 88 Instagram, 88 Facebook, 78% Twitter, 72% TikTok, 70 Snapchat. Yeah, it does doesn't surprise me. Podcast creators nope. are are heavy social media heavy, users heavy. for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. They're they're promoting their shows. Yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy. Right. So not surprised there. Social media usage as compared to the um US population is again, we're way, 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 way ahead of that. Right. Creators share and follow podcasts on social media. I'm not surprised about this one here. 84% shared a podcast, 86% followed a podcast host on social media, and 87% followed a podcast on social media. I do all of those things. So I'm in right. the, that category. So not surprised. Yeah, who's not? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think there's, but I think right. there's another slide here that I'm not surprised about either. Many creators own both iPhone and Android device. Seventy-one, seventy-one. I've, I, I have, I have both too. Hmm. I have Android. And, this is owned well, it both. Depends on what you? Okay, I think we have to parse this a little bit. Android and iPhone are two different things. Android is an operating system, right? But iPhone is a device, right? It's not that it said iOS because if it was iOS, that would probably be more equivalent here. Um. Because it does say percent owning device. Yeah, so, but they, they they lump it into iPhone, so it should 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 have been iOS and Android devices. That's right. But because you kind of lump Android into everything, so I'm sure because, it. Yeah, because Android makes tablets. Right, right. They they make laptops. They make all sorts of stuff. So in a lot of ways, this is kind of like a mix mixing of yeah. two different things. Yeah, but so, still yeah. pretty high number. Podcast creators are very active users of smart audio. Weekly podcast listeners, 30, 36% from the 
and podcast creators, 65%. I don't use smart speakers to listen to podcasts. I'm surprised at this number. It's that high. Because you're saying, hey, A, hey, G, you know, you're, you're do, this. Do podcasters say yes here more than they do in reality mm. because they want to think that they are or they uh, want to support it somehow I or they think it's a good I don't want, I don't want to speculate, but I know I, I don't use a smart device to listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. I tell them a smart device to play jazz or yeah. rock and roll or. Exactly. I, or, or play or give me an update on the weather. Or, or what time is it? That's what I do when I get out of bed. What time is it? You know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's, that's the majority or the random, um, kind of call out from, from the, you know, yeah. from the device, listening yeah. to the conversations in the room, trying to answer your, your comments, right. which is always a red flag to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I didn't say your name. Why are you talking to me right now? This right. one blew me away. This one, I couldn't believe it. I'm just, I'm just shocked at this slide. Spotify is a service most often used by creators to listen to podcasts. Really? Really? Well, think about the age demographics that were shown in the above slides, Todd. We haven't got to that yet. Uh, no, it was up in the, in the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But in the earlier slide about but the age breakdown. I'm like, right? really? Well,. YouTube and Spotify, as you know, Todd, when those, when Spotify first launched, it was all these young creators wanting in that platform. Like, yeah, like they didn't care about anything else. They didn't right? care about anything else. They just wanted to be in Spotify. So I'm showing my age here. I, I do not, I don't even use Spotify anymore. Don't well, even that, use it. Yeah. And that's why we've seen the, the newer hosting platforms index higher towards consumption on Spotify than Apple, you know, like an older, longer running, you know, hosting platform typically has indexes much higher on iOS. It just, this just shocks me. Yeah. Because the shows have been around longer and the, the new shows, everybody wants to get their primary focus. And th this is where I think uh, Spotify took this research and ran with it to say, well, if everybody just wants to be on Spotify, right. then let's embrace that. Right. 30%, 21%, and only 11% lifts on iOS. So this is 51. So we're missing here 30, 51, 63. I'd love to know what the rest of it is. Yeah. And I could say the same thing about YouTube. I think, uh, people, everybody wants to be on YouTube too. Right. So, and it coincidentally, that's why we see those two platforms but, starting to take their, the strategies that they're taking in the market. But I went and searched pretty heavily over the past week mm -hmm. on YouTube and I could only find at best at best, maybe 50 to 60 podcasts that were doing well on YouTube. Now, they were doing really well, but I could not find most podcasts that I found on YouTube were doing 10, 15, 20, 30. Tom, I think you're, you're looking at it this through a podcaster lens. 
um, a more traditional podcast. But I, but I was but lo- not sure that's what's going on. But I was looking. I was people, looking. People are looking at content on YouTube I, as podcasts. But I was making sure that those shows had actual podcasts. They weren't just YouTube shows. Right. Well, and I found very few that were super successful. It gets back to the bigger picture, right? What's the definition of a podcast now? I, I know. Yeah. But right. yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I think that's that's what we're seeing happen here is the expansion of what the listener perceives as what a podcast is. Right. But and if they have podcasts right. in their title, I'm going to assume on YouTube that they have a podcast on Apple Podcasts. Right. right. Going to assume. I don't think that there's that many of them that have an RSS feed that are considered podcasts on YouTube. I'm, I mean, based on what right. you just told me, right. I, that kind of confirms that. But then again, I, you know, I don't have, there's how many bajillions of, you know, I only did searching. I did search, did some of the category searches, tech podcast, business podcast. You know, I'm looking for, for, and I, I encourage those of you that are out there, go look at shows that you listen to and see if they have a YouTube presence and how they're doing. Well, I mean, Todd, it's this little piece of data is a little bit behind what I was trying to do with this show. I was trying to say, well, how can we, become a little bit more like the shows that are considered podcasts Mm -hmm. on YouTube, right. That are getting, you know, tens and twenties and 30,000 and 50,000 views. Right. Yeah. Well, all of them are podcasting. What they're doing is they're creating segmented content. Yeah. Right. That is being considered in the same light as a podcast because it's being produced in a similar way. Mm -hmm. Um, so people, are just assuming that it's a podcast. So when they get asked this question, they, they answer, well, yeah, I listen to podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. But these are podcast creators. This is questions being asked to podcast creators. I guess it depends on what they, this isn't a list. This isn't a listener. This is a creator creator. Right. So this is where my, that's where my confusion was in. I'm like, I listen to podcasts on like three different podcasting apps. Right. It'd be nice to parse this one down a little bit. Ooh, really? Um, I'm just like, I don't know how deep you can go down the rabbit hole. You know, that's the problem. And, and, and does Tom have an interest in parsing this out too? I mean, yeah. I think, I think it depends, you know, he's, he's been this proponent, um, of listeners, of course, we're not talking about listeners here, but pod, podcast creators, do they really care what the distinction of podcasting is anymore? Or are they just looking for audience? Well, the majority of them are still on Apple Podcasts, maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, available as podcasts. Yeah. Otherwise, so, we wouldn't be in business. You know, so. Well, I do feel a, a tug of war back, pulling us back to video again. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of embracing it. I mean, I was a big fan of the early days of this medium being so heavily video focused, mm-hmm. which it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I worked on the Zoom portable media player and that had a, had a bigger screen than the iPod had. Right. So I was, I was positioning that 
platform when I was working on the Zoom podcast area to be a, a device that was leading the charge when it comes to consuming video podcasts. But, you know, this show, let's be frank, we do a 90 minutes. So are, are people going to watch us for 90 minutes? I mean, Todd, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, YouTube creators that, um, are doing primarily just video, but they'll go easily 30, 40 minutes. Now, I'll watch 30 minutes. It goes much beyond that. I'm like, I'm ready for a, a, something new. <laughs> you know, it's, it takes a lot. When I see a YouTube video, that's an hour. I go, Oh, well, and Todd, we put this question out to the audience too. Uh, how long should this show be? Right. Right. And I think of the people that responded to us, most of them, Wanted us to keep it the same. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, move to the next slide. Right. Comedy. Uh, uh, creators over index for interest in tech, science fiction, and drama, which I find surprising as well. Comedy, music, tech, entertainment, sports, 46 to 35%. And then, no, and then below that is news, history, politics, true crime, science, food, drama. That goes down to 28. There's two pages of this. Travel, so mystery. Go ahead. Yeah, so keep in mind that this list is what the creators are listening podcasters, to. Podcasters, what their interests are. Right. Mm -hmm. Not not your everyday listener out there, but these are podcast creators' topic interests. So this show could be right. considered an entertainment slash tech. So I don't like quite where it falls. I don't know where the entertainment comes in, but I, I well. think we, we would like to think that we can be more of that, but, uh, yeah. and where's the music, right? Right. So, right. and, and a matter of fact, someone interviewed me the other day, they have some sort of deal with iHeart and they played in my intro to my interview about 25 seconds of Thunderstruck from ACDC. And I, I'm just like, uh, okay. You have a license with iHeart, but I'm listening to you on Apple podcast. Um, let's we'll cover you. So uh, it was kind of curious. So, well, this is also a little bit of glimpse, uh, into the psyche of podcasters, right. Around where their interests lie, which is, could be used as a kind of a marketing positioning for reaching podcasters, right? right. New creators, new podcasts, because these are the genres that they, they follow, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're a podcast hosting platform, you might want to advertise in comedy podcasts or, or music podcasts or technology podcasts like the new media show. Right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and uh, keep this ball rolling here. We're taking yep. longer than Tom did. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. So if this is, if this is compared to the U S population, Number one is comedy for U.S. population. Number one for podcasters, comedy. News is number two. Music is number two. Society and culture is number three. Tech is number three. So it's really, there's not a lot of comparisons here. Only comedy seems to be leading the pack. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this I absolutely believe. 
Creators are not significantly more active listeners than weekly podcast consumers. Creators are listening eight hours and 18 minutes. Weekly listeners are seven minutes and 30 seconds. And I think the majority of podcasters actually probably listen to less. I would think so. Because not, we're creating I was content. I'm surprised by this. They're creating content. Right. And they're probably working full time jobs. Too, right. So I'm not quite sure unless they're, you know, where they're fitting eight hours. <laughs> this is my job, and I listen right. to a lot of podcasts, but usually they're the ones I want to listen to besides ones I'm sampling. So, yeah. Hmm. All right, let's move on next. Okay, so this was a slide that still has my head scratching. <laughs> so let's think about the data we've said here so far. Highly educated. Making lots of money. Yep. Making lots of money. Let's just be frank. 100,000 plus, that number's huge. 75,000 plus, huge. And maybe some people don't consider 75,000 75, a lot of money, but a lot of people in this country would consider $75,000 a lot of money. Mm-hmm plus a year. So right. more than four in 10 creators, listen, this is insane. More than four in 10 creators have been listening to podcasts for under a year. So that means they've been a creator under a year from this sample, four in 10. Why do you think we have so many millions of podcasts that um, don't have very many episodes in them? Right. Yep. So now let's let's look at this. Twenty-eight percent of the people that responded to this survey have been listening to podcasts from six months to one year. Twenty-eight percent. Fourteen percent less than six months. Forty-two percent of the people that they surveyed in this have been listening to podcasts less than one year. Now. Right. I'm going to go back and give a statistic here in a little bit. So if you think about the number of podcasters that fail, which right. generally is three in 10 will make it seven will fail 2.5 to three will make it to 20 episodes. So if we're thinking three, so this kind of falls in line with the pod fading piece. Because yeah, I'd also, yeah, I'd also like to know, in addition to this, um, age, how, how long have they been podcasting, oh, not just listening oh, to podcasts? Well, you are not creating unless you're listening. Yeah, but what came first, being a listener or being a creator? I think for a lot of people, they were listening first before they became a creator because even on my show, I have spawned hundreds of new podcasts that are no longer in existence from people thinking they could do it better. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm just curious what that distribution is because I do think that there are people that have tried to start podcasting that maybe weren't really avid listeners. But if we look at the one to three yeah. year mark, 29%, well, yeah. guess what that falls into? That falls into my 30% window that make it more than 20 episodes are usually year two, three to five years, 15%, five years, 14%. So if we look at this number, 
2929, it's 58% of this group is one to five years that were sampled in this survey. But this is, this is, this is, this is an amazing, this is a, I mean, this to me is like, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> do we really? I, we do. I, I think this is also, this is indicative of a medium that is, that is growing too, growing fast. Right. It's also a sign of, uh, there is um, a flow of new life coming into the medium. It's not full of people that have been podcasting for That's five years. That's true. That's true. But at the same time. This screams to me that there's an education need out there. <laughs> so right? we have this highly educated, making a lot of money podcasters. Right. But knowing how to podcast. 40% of them. It, it just, I'm trying to read into this. Maybe I shouldn't too much here, but what really screams to me is that this number should be much higher in the one plus year category. It this this screams to me of two things. Yes. A lot of podcasters, but a lot of failures. Well, it's, what is it, 54%? Was it, no, is it 29, 30? 42%, 42% are under a year. Okay, so let's say 30, 40, yeah, yeah, 40, was it 44% are, have been listening for up to five years. Right? Yeah. That's in, but then again, they're at, they, the question that they ask is, have you ever created or are you creating? Mm-hmm. So remember, this could have already included people that pod faded, but right. but being that forty two percent forty two percent of these people have listened less than a year, right? That ties together to some parallels that is worth its probably its own whole doggone study. You you, you spend a lot of time in right right in these two things. Yeah, but so, this is also a sign of growth, too, I think. Uh, this is a growth in listeners, right? If Okay, when we have year two, three, four, five, six data on this, mm-hmm. and if this number doesn't, if these numbers don't roll up. Well, that's why or, it's going to be important to know what the distribution of is people that are actually podcasting right right and given and these numbers given these numbers yeah and how right. many have already pod faded or quit or right so hmm yeah we might be a very educated very uh deep in the pocket group of people but it's amazing to me that 42 percent have been listening under a year that right. that just i saw this and i was like my head actually I'm like, I did one of these. I'm like, what? <laughs> what does this mean? What? You know, and I, I'm reading way too much into it, but I was like, Ugh. so, yeah. And not surprising, creators are extremely receptive to advertising and podcast. Um, 7% dislike. 10% generally dislike. So 17% say yuck 83 percent are okay so i guess that's is good 
I guess we're going to find some more stuff out at Podcast Movement when they talk about ad loads and that's the next one. We're going to talk, it's going to be a lot of advertising stuff in the next one. So, okay, these are creators and their feelings about advertising messages yeah, yeah. in podcasts that they are listening to. Right. I think it's easy to confuse this with, I guess this would map to what they would do with their own podcast, maybe. Um, if 83% of podcasters want advertising, I would, uh, eat my hat. But that would be inconsistent, right? If a creator is extremely receptive to advertising yeah. and podcasting, when they listen, mm -hmm. you could <clears throat> conjecture that that would be fairly similar to their openness to having advertising where 50, yeah 50 per two percent are are interested in often find useful so that fits more into the category of yep i would have advertising my podcast where 31 percent was don't mind them and occasionally find them useful so anything right. so you know maybe maybe our data trends here but the next question that they should ask is do you want advertising in your podcast you know, yes right. or no. What What is that number? All right, let's keep going here. Compared to hearing advertisement other places, when you hear ads on podcasts, how likely are you to consider the brand advertised? 44% said much more likely. I'm in that category. 32% somewhat more likely. 19% neither likely nor unlikely. 3% someone less likely and 2% much less likely. That's to me is kind of shocking, but. Well, I think we've always known that, uh, the receptivity of listeners to podcast ads, um, does skew pretty heavily on the favor, favoritism yeah. side. Yeah. I guess it depends on the ad though too, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Creators support each other in the past 12 months. Have you given money to support podcasters? Yes. 68%. No 32%. And I would put myself in the yes category on that. Now this is paying for a yeah. subscription. Yeah. Have you supported we... someone okay. else? Yeah. Right. So 68. Yes. 32%. No new 32%. Get out there and support the shows you're listening to. Creators support each other. Percentage of podcast creators are currently engaged in listed behavior. Pay for a podcast subscription, Apple Podcasts, 60%. That and this number, pay for Spotify Premium, 75%. They don't say pay for Spotify Premium Podcast. They're saying pay for Spotify Premium. In other words, paying for uh, the, the subscription on Spotify. Pay for a podcast subscription on Patreon, 48%. This this blows me away. This number here, these I'm, I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. But they're, I mean, isn't Spotify premium mostly, um, music related. I think if you get a premium podcast on Spotify, you have to pay more. You don't just because you pay for Spotify. I, I, if you subscribe to Spotify, I think that's Spotify premium. Right. And that's an ad free offering, which I know is huge. Right. I mean, but they don't get, it's but much they, larger than the paid side, but they the non-paid. Yeah. Side. But they don't get premium podcasts for that, in, that payment. They have to pay more. 
to the to the premium podcast. And it says pay for a podcast subscription on Apple Podcasts. That distinctly says 60% had paid for a premium episode on Apple Podcasts. 75%, this says pay for Spotify premium. That means paid for Spotify, not paid for a podcast Podcast subscription on Spotify. Right. Unless there's a typo here. Yeah, and and that 60% is, I think that's the number that's more shocking to me, is that 60% of podcast creators have paid for a premium subscription podcast. blows me away. I I haven't. Right. That's a big. That's a big number. That's a big win for Apple. That's That's a big win for Apple. Pay for a podcast subscription on Patreon. I do this. That I believe that. That I believe that. So. But I, I think the Spotify number is a little bit of a confusing bag. It is. If it said, if it would have said pay for a premium podcast on Spotify. Then it would be consistent with the rest. Right. And maybe there's a typo here, but you don't get premium podcasts without paying extra on Spotify. Right. So. Well, I thought that on Spotify, Spotify Premium was an ad-free version of it, Spotify. It is. It is. Right. Yeah, that's my understanding. But it doesn't mean you're getting ad-free podcast on Spotify. Maybe you're getting Joe Rogan ad-free, but you're not getting premium podcast for... Well, the only way they can probably do ad-free is if it's not dynamically inserted. So, right? Well, they people have premium subscriptions to... It's just like... Right. Apple, right. you can buy right. premium on. Okay, right, and it 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 doesn't have any advertising. It doesn't have host reads. It doesn't have anything in it. I just don't know that Spotify has that filter to filter out host reads. Yeah. So we already know that we need more ladies. We know that yep. we need creators over forty-five. The huge opportunity to reach the that market. Mm-hmm. Um. There's element economic and academic privilege to the creation of podcast. Boy, oh boy. So cancel culture going to come after us because we're academically and economically privileged. That's hey, kind of scary. Creators age 45 plus are underrepresented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know that. Um, They're dying off, huh? Some of the economic and ideological biases of creators show up in the difference between what genres of podcasts are popular, true crime, society, and culture, and what creators are more prone to consume tech, history, and science. Right. These are, uh, sounds profitable observations. For some, creating a podcast is potential introduction being a regular podcast listener, period. If ever, every new podcaster only brings what it is a literal handful of new listeners the space is enriched. Well, that's true because we're also bringing a lot of new uh, creators. creators as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like ne- this is where they say um, we can never forget that every new creator is a listener. And these listeners are extremely receptive to podcast advertising. Da, 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 da. Yep. Yeah. I'd like to know the distribution of, of how people enter becoming a podcaster. Is it coming from being a listener or is it, not is it just coming from it being an opportunity and 
they may not may or not may or may not be listening to podcasts themselves. Yeah. Right. Well, they did a good job on yeah. this. And it's a first ever. So there's there was some eye openers in there. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I think if I, you know, if they could have heard my explanation, because I had a couple of explicatives during the presentation, I was like, you know, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Knock my head off. Wow. Yeah. But now that we've had a taste, we're going to want more. That's right. Tom, you've got your work cut out for you. <laughs> He's going to say, write the check. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, we went and looked and asked for the sponsorship package. It's not it's not cheap to support that package. Oh my god. Yeah, and I did see that <laughs> um at Podcast Movement, it's already in the schedule um, yeah. for the Dallas event that there's going to be a separate Edison research presentation right. that are going to be being done down there too. Yeah. So so I guess what we're getting is kind of doubling up on this stuff. So we may mm -hmm. be getting more research than we had prior just with Tom working at Edison, you know, between sounds profitable with Edison and Edison themselves, we may be getting double the data. Right. So, so that was, uh, that was quite the, uh, quite the run here on that data. And, uh, course the infinite dial australia was also released yeah, so right. that's, that's out true. there any big things out of that uh basically that listening it hit 40 percent of australians 18 plus up 37 percent 2021 the u.s equivalent for 12 plus is 38 percent down from 41 of course we had uh some pandemic contraction one thing, um, as a reminder, Podcast Awards nominations open on Friday. So if you're not already registered uh, over at podcastawards.com, uh, make sure that you, uh, that you get over there and uh, get registered. Mm -hmm. We've had a, obviously, just like we've always did, we've had a rush here in the last uh, uh, week or so of uh, people registering. Let's see if I can push the right button here. There we go. So definitely go over there and get registered. And uh, registration remains open through the nomination period. So if you get the word late, don't worry. You can still participate. Voting goes on the entire month of July. So we encourage you to go over there and, and participate. Yep. So, Rob, what do you think of our new screen makeup? Did we uh, do better here? I think so. I think it was better. I think we created a, a more immersive experience, Todd. Well, good. And you're not in the South 40 like I normally have you. You know, this, this, and you can't even see yourself because I've moved the camera a little bit. So you, the original view, you, you're kind of chopped. Yes. <laughs> I can move though. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm, when, when it's, when it's, when it's this view, you, I have to move the camera because, well, yeah, you can move and, and wave. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, our listener survey is still going on. And matter of fact, let me, oh, Rob, you got a, 
preview of our media kit. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we're not ready to show it off yet because it hasn't been officially released. I actually let Rob see the, the beta version. It's still being beta tested. It was and, top secret too. Yeah. You, you get a, you can share it with the Libsyn team say, holy shit, look what blueberries bring into market. Um, let's see if I can find it. Where did that? I sent it. Oh, I sent it to you in text. So um, it does show that we published 799 episodes. Though. Yeah. Remember that's audio and video. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Then. So it's all in this. It's basically what I picked up. So right now we're running 83% men, 16.6% women. Our age breakdown, biggest number of listeners of this show is 56 to 65 at 36%. 36 to 45, 24%. 18 to 25, 4%. 24%, 46 to 55, under 18, zero. Over 65, 12. And 26 to 35, so far, zero, because we've had no responses on those levels. Hmm. 76% of you have a bachelor's degree. 9.5% of you have a high school diploma. 4.76% of you have an associate's degree. 62% of you are employed. 12% are retired. 12% other. Students make up 8.33%, 4.16 part-time. 13.3% uh, of you still have kids at home, but most of you, 866 have no kids. Um... Let's see here. I need to pull this up a little higher. 73.6 of you own a home and 15.7% uh, rent and 10 neither. Where, where's neither? Where, you don't rent or own. You just live with mom and dad. So maybe that aligns with the, the student number. So anyway, our survey, let's help build the survey information. But this show right now has an 84% impact play what what does that mean that means that 75 percent of you listen at least 84 percent of you listen to at least the 75 percent mark oh is that what that means okay yeah so um anyway uh that's 83 percent men yeah wow. i'm not surprised about that necessarily and 16 percent women hmm. but again the survey data is still a little thin. We need more of you to participate. And I got to pull some stats data for Rob so that he can uh, do some uh, research to see how we're, we're doing. Well, we're not mapping to the highest growth category uh, in age, are we? No. Or again, the survey data is still limited. We don't, we haven't had yeah. that many people respond. Yeah, it's not probably significant. Yeah, it's not, a, it's yeah. not yet. You know, no, not statistically significant. So if you haven't took our survey, we want you to, so we can have a statistically significant percentage. And that link to that survey is in the show notes at newmediashow.com. We want you to follow or subscribe when you're on the website. That's the main thing. Get over there and follow or subscribe to the show. And of course, if you have comments on today's podcast, you can send them to either Rob or I. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. And uh, you can send me an email as you want uh, to 
uh, robg at lipson.com. Happy to hear from you. Um, so send us your ideas and your comments and we'd, we'd love to talk about it on the, on the show here. And like Todd was mentioning earlier, uh, any kind of thoughts on the graphics presentation that we have for this show, we'd love your ideas. And, and I know we've um, gotten audio from listeners in the past and, and tell your friends about the show. Absolutely. We just want to be a, a resource to everyone because it sounds like we have a lot of new creators out there that uh, need to have a little backstory on the industry, and that's what we try and do. Podbader says the youngsters don't want their doctorate in podcasting yet. Well, you might be right there, Podbader. And we did have some comments come in. We're so absorbed. Davey, thank you for your comments. He says it could be the huge number of sample are doing podcasts as a business. He also says, wonder which age group has the most pod fade. Eileen says, Todd, are you seeing the comments on YouTube? Oh. Uh, oh, well, she was commenting on YouTube, and I don't have a split screen for YouTube, so I apologize, Eileen. Um, she says, I think this slide is pretty accurate. I'm in the 29% women or less. I'm in the 55% group. I don't think it's embarrassing. Say you did not go to college. Employed has to include business owners. So I, I agree with you. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. And uh, I'm going to end things a little bit different today, putting our graphic up. I'm going to leave our website up. So uh, your, the goal here is for you to uh, remember to go over to New Media Show. Don't forget our guest last week was Alvin Brook from Hootsuite. If you haven't listened nope, to that nope. episode, from Buzzsprout. Oh, Buzzsprout. Excuse me. He's going to like, I don't work for Hootsuite. <laughs> and uh, I did not get the 503 show out. This is 503. So 504 will be the PodFest uh, presentation. So uh, everyone, thanks. Thanks for just, being here. Just audio only on that. Yeah, right. audio only. Yep. And I'll put it in the video feed as well. So those of you that subscribe to the video will have just audio for PodFest. All right, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.